Hello, gorgeous listeners. This is Lo. I'm the host of your favorite show, I Love Wellness. And this is a show where we have real conversations with women, and I guess sometimes dudes, about our bodies, our minds. We're open, we're honest, we're breaking down stigmas. Um, And today we have May Karwowski on, who is the founder and CEO of Obviously, a digital marketing agency. And if you're on Instagram, I think you've probably seen her work. (laughs) Yes, probably. (laughs) Yes, you have. So say hi, May. Welcome to the show. Hi, thanks so much. Yeah, of course. We're really excited to have you. I'm really excited for this episode um, because I do influencer marketing. You know, people pay me to do ads and things like that. If you follow me on Instagram, you know every once in a while you're getting an ad. Sorry, I have to pay my rent, you guys. Um, But what I really wanted to talk about on today's show is the origin story of your business and like really how you operate the business and manage that. Because I think from a wellness perspective, that's always a really interesting conversation to have with, you know, the founders and CEOs that come in and do the show because everybody has a really different approach. But I also am really curious to get the dirt from you on how, how influencers marketing actually works because I was just saying to our producers like I don't even know how influencer marketing works and I you know run paid advertising on my Instagram account but you see this everywhere and so I think it's really fascinating for our listeners to be able to kind of like you know what do you say peel the curtain back or lift the veil I always mess up those sayings but you know what I'm saying I want like the insider info on influencer marketing Let's do it. So that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, But first, I kind of just want like a little bit of intro about you, where you're from, you know, tell us. Sure. The listeners want to know. (laughs) Awesome. So I'm from Swampscott, Massachusetts. It's right outside Boston. I grew up there. Um, Yeah. Went to school, University of North Carolina. So I went south for a little bit and then now have been in New York for about 10 years. Wow. Um, 10 years. You're a real New Yorker now. I think officially. Yeah. But do you consider yourself to be a Boston girl? I do. I think it gives me a good balance. Yeah. Or like, but I don't have the accent, so that's cool. Okay. <laughs> I got it. And um, you run this amazing business. Maybe you've read about it in the New York Times. Yeah. Because I read about it in the New York Times, which is so exciting. So tell me a little bit about um, like what brought you to New York and how did you make the decision to, to go out on your own and start your own business? Um, because that requires a huge leap of faith, right? Totally. Yeah, and I think I didn't, I almost didn't realize just what a big leap it was. I was like, oh, this is such an awesome idea. I was working at Guild Group. I was running social media there. Mm. And so many people were starting really interesting startups and had other companies. And I started doing a lot of social strategy on the side. And I was like, oh, this is like the top 20% of my full-time job. Mm -hmm. I could totally do this full-time. My mom's an entrepreneur. I saw how cool it was that she really owned her own schedule Mm -hmm. and built her own team of people, um, back in Boston. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, I can, I can do this. Like this, this is very doable. Uh, so I launched the company primarily focusing in social media and then quickly realized that, Oh, instead of just having, focusing on a brand's Instagram account or a brand's Facebook page, why don't we focus on the people who are organically growing their own audiences Mm -hmm. and really solely focus on influencer marketing? That's really interesting. And yeah, and then once once I did that, I realized it's actually super hard to work with 50, 100, 1,000 influencers at one time for a brand. So we built a technology platform that helps manage that. Mm. And then we have the full service agency that does all the work. That's interesting. So how do you find the influencers and onboard them? Do you go out and invite people or can anybody just sign up? So if you have 1,000 followers, you can join our platform Mm. at obvious.ly. 
And yeah, if you have a thousand followers, you might only get a few campaigns every once in a while, but it's still really cool. You'll be able to get product or go to an event for free mm-hmm. with a plus one. Um, and yeah, it, then the larger you are or the more specific your account is, especially in beauty, fashion, tech, mm-hmm. um, there's a ton of opportunities with some of like the world's biggest brands. We work with some really awesome, awesome companies. That's very cool. Um, something that you said that was really interesting to me is this idea of being able to make your own schedule. And you saw your mom doing that, like she was an entrepreneur. And for me, um, I think even, you know, from a self-care perspective, one of the reasons that I've always loved owning and operating my own businesses is that I am able to create a work schedule and lifestyle that really works for me. Do you know what I mean? And, totally. And I think this whole idea of like the normal office hour type of job is starting to become more obsolete. Do you guys sort of take on that same approach or are you very traditional in how, you know, the people that work for you um, have to operate within your business? And I think we're, we're definitely the same way. So people work remote quite a bit. I actually, um, I came from a company where we had an unlimited vacation policy, Mm -hmm. but I felt that that actually meant people didn't feel comfortable taking days off. Mm -hmm. So we have four weeks at, at obviously. Um, and we, I have, um, offices around the globe. So we have people in Sydney, we have people in Paris, we have people in LA. Um, so everyone's just on a different time zone pretty much continuously anyway. Yeah. And people are so invested in what they're doing. You might be at an event, you know, um, capturing content at midnight. So like, don't come in the next day until noon, like make sure you're taking care of yourself. Um, you know, the team goes to soul cycle together and does fun stuff like that all the time. So I think it's really important that you, that you really like and enjoy and are challenged by what you're doing. Yeah. And I think that's the main thing. Not, hey, it's 9 a.m. Where, where, where are you? Where are you? <laughs> My team sometimes is like, where are you? Like, I'm coming, you guys. I'm being well. I'm being well. I need this. You know, it's funny. I wake up really early, but most days I get to the office at 10 because I like to have that morning time to exercise. I mean, I literally work and start answering my emails from the moment that I wake up. It's like 6.30. Yeah. You get scary early emails from me at Love Wellness. I know. My team um, is like, where? Like, where, you're at 3 a.m. What is this email? Yeah, what are you doing? Or, like, 5 a.m. And then sometimes I'm just quiet till 10. And, yeah, yeah, exactly. But, you know, like, I take a little extra time in the morning, and it, like, really helps me get through my day in a better way, to be totally honest with you. Um, do you have any, like, secret rituals, wellness rituals, things that you do for yourself? I like to ask every single guest about this. My big one is walking. I love to walk to work. If I can't and I'm taking a car, then I'll Mm -hmm. definitely make sure that I at least have 30 minutes during the middle of the day walking, thinking. Um, It's just really the way I I clear my head. Even Mm. when I was, um, before I started the company, I was working in Midtown. I'd sometimes walk from Williamsburg, like across the bridge, an hour and a half just (laughs) in the morning. (laughs) You're getting 50,000 steps. (laughs) I know. Yeah, exactly. Take that, tracker. Um, Do you track your steps? I don't. You don't? Yeah. Wow, old-fashioned. You just go and you walk. You walk the city. Exactly. And it's just such a good way to say, like, oh, that's a new store. That's a new brand. That's really mm-hmm. interesting. That restaurant is cool. That was never there before. Yeah. Um, I love doing it in all cities, too. You know, whenever I'm in Paris, it's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, L.A. is difficult, but I, like, go around my neighborhood. <laughs> <laughs> whenever I'm in L.A. and I'm walking on the street, I feel like everyone in their cars are, like, looking at me and judging me. <laughs> Like, <laughs> because when okay? I lived in LA, that's exactly what I did. I'd be like, why is that person walking like on San Vicente? What's going on? <laughs> did her car break down? What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like maybe now there are more walkers in LA because everybody's trying to get in their steps. Um, but so for you, the walking, do you do it specifically because it clears your head or because you feel like it's great exercise? Like what is your approach to it? It really clears my head. Mm-hmm. Totally. It lets me kind of set intentions for the day. 
and really be like, okay, here's what I want to focus on. Here's what's important. It's not, and it could just cuts down on the noise. The amount of, e- I mean, I get so many emails every day. And if you're just, <laughs> if it's so reactive 24 seven, totally. you're very drained where it's like, oh no, I have these three things that need to happen today. And I need mm-hmm. to convey these three messages to my team. Um, and once I can hone in on those things and like get some fresh air, which mm-hmm. is huge, totally. it feels so much better. I want to start doing that. Maybe we can meet for walks. I would love that. Let's do it. Yeah. I work down in Tribeca, so I don't know where you, your guys' offices are. We're in are. Soho. Okay, we're close. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the weather starts getting a little bit better, I say to my team every day, and even on nice days, I don't do it, but it is something that I want to implement. So now, May, you're just going to have to text me and be like, let's go on a walk. Like, totally. Okay. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. <laughs> let's do it. Um, okay, so I want to get into the meat, the meaty part of this, and um, I think our listeners are really curious too. So let's break down influencer marketing because you have the Kardashians, that are doing, you know, crazy ads for like a million dollars. And then you have this concept of the nano influencer, which I think you're really familiar with. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of the people on your platform, I guess you could consider them to be nano influencers. And like, there's such a range. How does it work? Spill the tea. Totally. So it's definitely like a pyramid of influence where you have the Kardashians, the major celebs at the top. Mm -hmm. Then you have the macro influencers who usually have an agent or someone who you're negotiating with when you're working on behalf of a brand. Um, and depending on the platform, um, if it's YouTube versus Instagram versus TikTok now, um, and like TikTok, Oh, I'm a bad influencer. You have to get on it. You're going to like get so many followers immediately. It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) It's like, it's the new vine. It's basically like looping video. It's okay. You can go down a rabbit hole. You'll be on it for a while. Um, so, uh, they can, you know, get depending on the ask and whether they're going to an event or they're shooting a video or like, um, you know, several photos can range from, you know, a thousand dollars to upwards of a hundred thousand, two hundred thousand dollars, depending on how specific they are, how engaged their audience is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think a lot of people don't actually understand that we really analyze um, how engaged a person's audience is and also who makes up that audience. What do you measure that by? Like, what does that mean? Oh, you have an engaged audience. Like, what does that mean? That means when you put a piece of content out into the world on a platform, how many people are liking it, commenting on it, um, and clicking through on the links that you put out there. Mm -hmm. Um, But then we actually take it a step further and we analyze to see, oh, actually 50% of your followers live in New York. Um, 20% of your followers are men, 50% of your followers are 25 to 34. Mm -hmm. And so when you actually look at those demographics, brands are really interested in that because they want to hit certain consumer groups at the same time. Mm -hmm. So your aesthetic, your content, your narrative, you know, how genuine you are, um, those things are super important, but also who is in your audience and do they really care about what you're talking about? Because you know the people who have like 200,000 followers, they're like, do any of these people actually exist or care about what this person is talking about? They get like, you know, 200 likes. Yeah. So it really is data-driven decision-making. Mm-hmm. So it's way less about like how hot the girl is. So anybody that's listening and you're like, oh my God, that girl is so beautiful. Like blah, blah, blah. Like it's really about how well her content, him, his or her content performs. Right. Definitely. Interesting. Um, are there other factors that you look at? Because I feel like a couple years ago, it was all about the size of your of your followers. Right. And obviously that is way less important now, right? So yeah. Or is it even more important? It really depends on the objective of the overall brand. Like say you're Sephora and you're launching a new eyeshadow palette and you Mm -hmm. want to collaborate with one influencer, you're probably going to go with a macro influencer who has, you know, 
500,000 followers. Mm -hmm. Their followers love their content and they have a very specific look that's going to match with the palette. Sure. Like, but if you're going to launch a new product um, without a collaboration element and you're really trying to target teens, you could do that with, you know, a thousand influencers who have between 5,000 and 20,000 followers and give them the product and be like, Hey, like, tell us if you like it, write a review, um, post about it. Let us know what you think. We'd love to send you more product. Mm -hmm. We'd love to pay you for your next post. Um, and that is actually like super compelling for a lot of smaller influencers. Right. I think a big thing that um, brands are looking for now, or at least they should be looking for is does this person actually really genuinely think my brand is cool? Because I think we've all seen those, like, terrible influencer posts sure. where you're like, oh, the detox tummy tea. Like, no. Like, you know, like, you're my favorite influencer. You totally sold out or mm -hmm. whatever it may be. So I have a question on brands that are working with influencers and probably typical, like, a macro influencer. And that, to me, is almost an indicator that, I mean, like, their objectives are like, you know, the Sephora example that you got or that they're potentially not as savvy um, in the space yet, you know, because I get a lot of brands that come to me that want the cheesiest photo posted with the worst caption. And I'm like, you guys, you expect this to perform. You right. are out of your fucking minds. And like, am I going to say no to the paycheck? Like, probably not. Yep. But do I have any high hope that like it's going to do great? No. Can you talk me through why these brands are still so bananas and trying to market in that way? I think, I mean, well, influencer marketing is so new yeah. and a lot of brands. It's really, not that new though anymore. I know. I'm trying to give people credit for like being slow on the uptake. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> trying to be nice. Um, I think a lot of brands look at it like, oh, this is an advertisement. This would be what we would put on a subway or on a billboard. And yeah. Like, no, this is someone's own personal channel and it's like an account of their life mm -hmm. to some extent. And their followers expect a certain thing. And if you're now making it like a super cheesy ad, your followers aren't going to think that's cool. Mm -hmm. That kind of misses the point of that influencer marketing needs to be authentic. Um, so do you have that conversation with brands when they the come time. in and work with you guys? Yeah, we'll get creative briefs from brands and it will be like, the label of this perfume needs to be at a 45 degree angle in the foreground and there needs to be like velvet in the background. And you're like, the influencers you selected are all 21 years old and don't have velvet backdrops anywhere totally <laughs> ever in their account. Like, please, And everyone's don't. just doing this on their iPhone, like get real. Yeah, exactly. It's not um, going to perform like you said. Yeah, it's not going to perform. And w what do you f see as, like, the fallout generally, like, when that happens? Like, are brands, like, disappointed? Do they just, like, move their ad dollars, like, to, to somebody else, to something different? Or are these kind of just, like, experiments for people? Yeah, we actually choose a lot of influencers to work with usually. that's And we're like, hey, here are some that we're doing exactly the strategy we say is going to mm -hmm. work. And then let's try a few of the ones that you want that you sure. want to do and then let's compare the difference and then it's always the one we're like oh wow that person is telling me how much they like this product fits totally into their feed looks really cool mm -hmm. like that worked really well and like yeah that really ugly one that's like a jarring ad yeah so <laughs> where, like, so where, com where comments are like oh like oh you, you sold out totally like, I mean, which is like scary. that's the worst if thing. you're an influencer you're like oh my god i don't want people to think i sold out you don't want to sell out no you don't want to sell out um so you guys actually do a lot of a b testing with brands a on lot. the same campaigns totally that's really really interesting that's good to know um so i think what would be interesting for people just so that, that they get a sense talk me through again like the different types of influencers so you have like nano influencers with the smallest following mm -hmm. and then you have the micro influencer 
right? Mm-hmm. And then you have macro, and then you have Kim Kardashian. Yep, and the celeb. Is that how the pyramid works? Mm-hmm. Yep, definitely. And so talk to me about, like, what is normal for each category? And, like, it can be broad, right? Because you can negotiate all types of deals for all kind of people. But if you're a nano influencer and you want to start pushing stuff on Instagram, what can you expect to get? Is it just free product, or are brands going to actually pay these people to work with them? So it, it does depend does depend on the brand. We say at least one hundred and fifty dollars worth of product value. Mm-hmm. So say you're a shampoo that retails for twenty dollars, we're gonna make up that difference in in cash most likely. Okay. Um, and then there are some brands who maybe they're small, really cool indie brands. I work with a lot of you know women founded companies who are just starting out. And totally. Like, I'd love to seed this with a hundred nano influencers. I just have product mm-hmm. and. That story is actually really compelling to most totally. nano influencers too. So they're like, cool, let's do it. Like I'm psyched to support them. And we usually we ask them to actually take a survey and say like what they liked or didn't like about the product. Mm-hmm. So they, there could be more feedback and they yeah. can get, you know, make the product that much better. That's interesting. And so uh, I want to go through the different categories also, but like if you're a small brand and you want to work with obviously to like tap into your followers, do they pay you guys a fee? Like how does that work? Yeah. So Influencers never pay anything to be on our platform, which I think is really important. And the brand pays both management fee mm-hmm. and then also access to the platform. So okay, that means they can access any of the people they've ever talked to and any of the influencers who have ever expressed interest in working with them. Um, and the management fee, I mean, we literally do everything for a brand from sure. like building the boxes. We have warehouses. Oh, and wow. And brands actually ship all the all of, of their product to us. We make it look really cool. We add a thank, we add like a thank you note. Um, and then we track everything. And then we're having conversation always just like back and forth with influencers. And usually, I mean, for every one email we send to an influencer, we get seven back from the same person. Like people are talkative. Wow. <laughs> so just managing communication is, is really important to make sure they have an awesome experience. That's a ton. Okay. So that's a glimpse into nano influencers. Now, if you're a micro influencer, how many followers do you have? And like, now are you getting paid? Yeah. So you'd have, <laughs> uh, on Instagram, it's like uh, at after 10,000 is kind of where you become a micro-influencer. Okay. And that seems maybe a little arbitrary, but it's really when you have the swipe up link in your stories. Okay, got so that's it. that's kind of how we, where we delineate that. Sure. Um, and that is from 10,000 to around, it's actually, it's getting, it used to be 100,000. Now it's more like 75,000. So 10,000 um, to 75,000 followers on right, Instagram. On Instagram, yeah. And then, um, and yeah, that's, you're getting product and then you're getting, you know, between 150 to 350, maybe $500, depending on the brand. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes if it's a, you know, if we're working with a Dior or, you know, someone, sure. a, a luxury brand, mm-hmm. like, Hey, our brand has a lot of cachet. We'd love to try product first. And usually a lot of influencers are just like, I'm down to do that. I love yeah, that I'm brand. Yeah, I'm down to get yeah. a fancy product for exactly. sure. Whereas if it's, you know, something you'd find in your, in your supermarket, you're like, Oh, Clorox bleach maybe maybe I'm gonna need to be paid a lot more Mm -hmm. so we're always testing out um what influencers want to be paid um versus okay like what the brand can handle um and and so it's working efficiently that's interesting okay now macro yeah macro is a little crazy (laughs) (laughs) well I feel like macro is all over the place because this is when you start getting into like multiple distribution platforms appearances entirely different sets of deliverables so talk me through like the average deal that you would do for like a macro influencer. Let's say they have 600,000 followers. So that depends on the vertical too. But say you have 600,000 followers, um, your contract's going to look pretty intense. Actually, mm-hmm. I think sometimes people are surprised, but we're looking at what other competitors has that person worked with and how, how frequently and, um, and at what times. 
and the, usually there'll be an exclusivity window where they can't talk about these other brands again. Mm-hmm. Um, looking at number of posts. Do they need to travel to do a post? We actually just sent a couple to Coachella, um, and they had 500,000. The, um, the man had 500,000 followers, and mm-hmm. we paid him over $100,000. Um, and then like all, Dang! Ex- all yeah, and it was a great, it's a great time at Coachella for him. Um, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Um, that's a lot of money. Yeah. That's, that's a lot. And YouTubers make more, um, usually about like two, three X more, um, just because videos are, I mean, you know, video content totally. is longer. You got to edit it. You need a team mm-hmm. and, um, and you're talking for 20 minutes sometimes. So a YouTuber that has 500,000 subscribers is getting paid $200,000 to make a video. Uh, probably, probably around like 50 K per, per brand they talk about. So if they're talking about four brands, yeah. Jeez. Yeah. It's pretty lucrative. I should be a YouTube influencer. <laughs> Let's do it. Dang. <laughs> you know, I did YouTube a long time ago, but I just was kind of lazy about it, to be honest It's with a you. lot of work. It's a full-time job. People don't realize. You have to be fully dedicated to your craft of YouTube. Definitely. Okay. So your macro, you're making a decent amount of money. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, then, you know, at that level, brands are really investing quite a bit of money. And so they are really analyzing their audience. They're mm-hmm. looking at comments. We actually do like a sentiment analysis on the comments to sure. see, are people just really trolling this person? Or are they talking about very specific things they're saying? Mm-hmm. What are they interested in? You know, is this a mom influencer? And are most of the questions around kids and kids products, like that could be the perfect thing for a mom brand. Sure. Or if it's, you know, working out, is it more like, fitness athleticism or is mm-hmm. it more wellness like really breaking down some of those things to right. make sure like okay you're spending seventy five thousand dollars like we're gonna make sure we do the right thing and get the right person for you very interesting okay now let's talk about kim okay <laughs> kim level kim level i guess we're only talking about the kardashians I mean, really the kardashians? or are there others that fit into that category that i'm just not aware of that I mean, i'm not thinking of they're definitely the biggest like what about like a huge youtube star what about like Ami Song? She's not as big as they are. Because okay, they have they have different. TV, they have media, they have this weird cycle mm-hmm. where they do something on TV, then they do something on Instagram, and then the media writes an article about it, mm-hmm. and then they then that media site gets a ton of traffic. Mm-hmm. So then that goes back to TV and then that goes back to their Instagram. And then you're looking at all of their different Instagram accounts. And right. I mean you've seen their Refinery Twenty Nine articles with of course. Like, who is Chloe unfollowed today? And like, how was that are they an article? All working together. Is like Refinery Twenty Nine also working with the Kardashians and being like, We're gonna guarantee you like this kind of press coverage, you know, and like we're gonna get paid this. Like, let's talk about this. I've heard that they have specific agreements with certain sites, mm-hmm. but I think a lot of other sites just see a huge traffic bump. Sure. Like it's always the number one red thing so whenever they post anything. So they're capitalizing off of that type so of like, content. What's the Kardashian know. news? We need some more traffic today. I think is mainly what's happening right. with, with most sites. Okay. So I'm Kimmy yeah. and they want me to do Fit Tea. How much am I getting paid to do Fit Tea? A million. A million dollars. For one post? Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> no. But, you know, we did an analysis of Kylie's account. and Okay, Kylie. Yeah, let's talk yeah, about Kylie. I mean, she's fascinating. And last month, her account was growing by 170,000 followers a day. Whoa. You know, she reaches so many millions of people, like over 140 million people. Yeah, so, so let's talk about, because a million dollars sounds like 
crazy. Right. But let's actually talk about the numbers and the amount of people that they're reaching versus like a traditional ad spend and like what you would do to reach that same audience. Cause I think that that helps to put it into perspective for people when you actually understand like the right. data behind it. Totally. Like let's talk, can you, can you talk a little bit about that? Cause I think that that's helpful to, and it makes that million dollar paycheck, like feel a little more reasonable for somebody like that. Yeah. So we actually do, we, so looking at engagement for someone who has 140 million followers, you'd expect their engagement to be so much lower than someone with a hundred thousand followers. Um, her, Kylie's engagement is still 2% which is insane if you have 140 million followers. Right. Um, 2% is great. Is you... that 28 million people? No, I'm terrible at math. That's 2.8. Yeah. <laughs> she gets 2.8 li- million likes and comments on every post. It's like, and you know, it's crazy. That's bananas. Um, and so we actually do a calculation where we say, here's the amount of money you would need to spend in Instagram ads to reach the same number of people. And so for her account, you would need to spend, I think it's like, million to reach the same amount of people if you were just going to like put your credit card down on Instagram and just make sponsored ads. So it's actually a good deal. And that's just to reach that audience, not even to engage with that audience. She's getting 2.8 million people to actually engage. Right. So that's like, do do the comparison again. Like let's say I'm going to pay $2 million to reach, you know, 2 million people, but only a hundred thousand of them like what I like. Right. You know what I mean? Versus you're paying Kylie a million bucks and she's getting 2.8 million people to actually engage with the content. Yeah. So it's actually a great deal. It's a bargain. So it's a bargain (laughs) for these brands to be working with these types of people. Well, you think how much money people spend on a Super Bowl ad, you know, how much do they like 5 million for a spot, like easy. And then that doesn't even include the amount to produce it. Mm -hmm. It's just like the ad, the airtime. So you're dealing with a much more, or a measurably extremely engaged audience on her account instead of doing that. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty remarkable. Um, Okay. I would love to talk about how you manage all of this because clearly it's a lot of work. (laughs) Yeah. It's, it's a lot of work and it's really, it's gotten a lot better. I think the first two years I was, the first six months I was working out of my apartment with Mm -hmm. a team of four. Um, And so there was no work-life balance. It was basically right. 24 hours. I also didn't take on any um, any funding or any investment. So every client meeting was the imp- most important client meeting. Every client pitch was the most important thing so I could pay the team. Mm-hmm. So that was a, I mean, I'm not going to lie, that was a really stressful time. I can imagine. <laughs> yeah. And uh, and now it's great because it's, it's different stresses because the team is so much bigger. You know, we have over 60 people um, and working globally. But now I really have carved out a good amount of time where, you know, I work out in the mornings, kind of same as you, like Mm -hmm. wake up at six, go to the gym, um, clear my head. Sometimes I'll like, I started going to the infrared sauna right after it. I don't even know if it really works. Do you go to higher dose? I do. Yeah. Right. I'm like in that little Soho loop. Yeah. At the Howard, uh, 11 Howard. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's it's genius. I mean, they they talk about like printing money. I know. Right. Yeah. But I like really like I can, not that I I would say I have a formal like meditation practice, but I can just sit there and like think for, for a good 20 minutes. Mm -hmm. Um, and I usually have some really good ideas at that point, even like on business stuff. And then I'm like chill, ready to do the day. Um, going to the office around 830. Okay, so you really like take your mornings for yourself. Yeah, definitely. I really like that. Do you follow a diet in particular? I'm I'm always curious. Yeah, so I I do the bulletproof coffee thing. Oh, you do? I do, and that's that's actually pretty recent. Is that's that with like, MCT oil or butter, yeah. or is it the same? I, 
Some people do both. I just do MCT oil because okay. it's a little bit easier to than like cutting yeah, up just, like tabs of butter in sure, my like yeah. <laughs> company office. But um, it keeps me full like so long, and mm. I just don't want to like deal with a breakfast thing. And then I always have you know a salad, and then I'm usually going out for dinner with like clients or to events. So mm-hmm. that's usually like my least healthy meal. Sure. Or like and, you know might be a drink, might not. Right. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. But it's, um, it, it's pretty it's pretty clean. I think that when my diet starts going crazy, then it's like every like everything else goes crazy. I ate pizza yesterday and I'm not allowed to eat gluten. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, it's a day. I know. <laughs> I texted so my boyfriend. Good. I was like, I ate the glutens. He's on a business trip. I'm like, come home, save me from myself. <laughs> Talk me down. Talk me down. Pretty yep. much, yeah. Definitely. Um, what time do you go to sleep at night? I go to sleep if it's before eleven thirty, I'm happy. So I okay. wish I wish I did get more sleep, but but it's okay. I need I need some time to unwind. You totally. Know? I can't be like on my phone and then then go to sleep or it's just it's too much. But it sounds like you're out a lot at night. So like how do you manage that? Or do you just not manage it? <laughs> yeah, um I go out probably like two or three nights a week mm-hmm. now and then I'm a little bit more chill on the weekends than I than I was probably a few years ago. Yeah, me so, too. So and then I'm like let's have a like week and day activities with my friends and family. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bit easier. Totally. Um, tell me a little bit about your team. I'm so curious. You said you have people all over the world. You're 32. So like yeah. what you've accomplished is really remarkable. Oh, thanks. Um, so tell me what it looks like to be it, obviously. Yeah. So we have an awesome tech team of seven people and mm-hmm. they're primarily in San Francisco. And we have a product team of two people. We have a uh, big salespeople of, I mean, it's growing now. I think it's like over... 12 whole account management team of like great awesome I love the account management team there's mm-hmm. like you talk about like you know a lot of entry-level people who just grow so quickly and are just like so motivated it's yeah. awesome um and yeah designers marketing team our influencer our relationship team we have a talent management team how many pe- so, is that like 50 people 40 people um yeah it's 55 now Wow. Yeah. That's remarkable. Yeah. Um, it takes a village to totally. get an ad on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Definitely. And we'll be, yeah, we have a fulfillment center team. They're literally like in well, the warehouse. Yeah. That's yeah, what you said. Like, yeah. So it's, um, it's great. It's awesome. And so now like a big part of my job is how do you make sure the culture is still great? How mm-hmm. do you make sure that people have a career path and they like are excited about the next step and they know exactly what they need to do and what they need to do to go, you know, get further. Yeah. It's cool. That's very cool. Um, So we like to wrap the episode by doing a wellness check. Um, And so I guess I'm curious what you do in your life now that you didn't do before that you can't live without. Like what's your, I know you said that you go on walks, but that's like your secret stuff. Right. Give us your best wellness advice. I am really into Korean skincare. Oh, so I don't always do the 12 steps, but I at least do four steps every night. Oh, shut and up. I know. Do you really? Yeah. We, um, we have so many beauty clients and I always, I'm like, Hey, can we get like the training from your training team? Yeah. And then they give us, you know, okay, you have cleansing, like foam, oil, exfoliant, sheet mask, the whole thing. Moisturizer, serum, serum, then moisturizer. Yeah. You do so a sheet like, mask every night? I do it three times a week, most likely. <laughs> yeah, I have some good recommendations. There's a good like snail jelly one. What, yeah. Do you have favorite? Do you have? Do you use um, brand or uh, products from all the same brand, or do you bounce around? I bounce around a lot. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and then I, I create little packs for my friends too. Shut and, up. Yeah. So my sister's getting married. So I've like, we're testing out what brands work best for her. So Interesting. Be, yeah. Cool. And then yeah. once you're in your skincare routine, do you like incorporate new brands a lot or do you kind of just stick with what works for you? I, I test out new things a lot. I really like to. I love this. Yeah. Do you get sent a lot of free product too? I do. Yeah. No, I bet this is why you have such an intense skincare <laughs> routine. And I'm like, do you need a review? Sure, let's do it. Oh my God, that's so fun. Yeah, that's really great. You know, I used to have a crazy skincare routine and now I have a less crazy skincare routine because I'm so tired. I just like throw myself into bed at night. Yeah, I think people are really starting to pare down mm-hmm. the amount because it, it, it got to a point where people had like 24 different, you know, like the double serum and you're like, that's right? a bit, it's this a little is intense. very expensive at this point. Yeah. yeah I even, I even read an article, um, recently, um, sort of about like anti-skincare, mm-hmm. um, and that like the dermatologist really only recommends that like you need like a good face wash, a good sunscreen and retin-A and like, that's it. Yeah. And so I actually approach my skincare routine more from that perspective these mm-hmm. days. I'm like, my skin like looks pretty good. For me, it's way more of like a ritual, like, oh, man, it's time uh-huh. to go to bed. Like, these all smell really good, and you're, you know, taking your 15 minutes mm-hmm. to, like, have a really nice time before you go to sleep, so. I love that. Yeah. Cool. Um, well, you guys, May is such a glorious beauty. Thank you so much oh, thank you. for it's being awesome. so open and honest about your industry. I think it's really interesting to kind of, like, get this secret sauce or yep. like know like how this all really operates because we spend so much of our day on Instagram and watching YouTube videos. So it's really interesting to be able to um, understand it a little bit better. Totally. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah. Um, so May, tell our listeners where they can find you online or where they can sign up for Obviously because that's really cool. I want to sign up. <laughs> yeah, you should. It's obvious.ly is our website where you can sign up as an influencer and check us out as a brand. And then our Instagram account is at Obviously. And my personal Instagram account is at Maywow, M-A-E-W-O-W. Maywow. Um, you guys, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of I Love Wellness. And we will chat soon.